Welcome to the Moving Forward Podcast. We just spent a whole two and a half minutes talking about relative flow states and rates of pee as pertains to how it may or may not sound like uh, pouring coffee out of a French press, because that's how we do in the breaks. (laughs) (laughs) It got weird fast. It just did. Good morning, Um, guys. (laughs) Good morning. Good morning. Um, uh, I'm going to make it awkward. Both my nipples are hard right now. We just uh, recorded an episode with Richard Ojeda that's probably out already. Uh, I just want to say thank you to to him again. Uh, Make sure you follow... (laughs) 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 Yep. If your pee sounds like that... uh, Go to the doctor. Yeah, go to the doctor. <laughs> that was where we landed, by the way. That was in our whole conversation. Rio uh, uh, finally helped us to land. Because well, it's high volume, but low pressure. <laughs> it shouldn't work like that. It should not. It should not. That's fucking funny. All right. So, uh, yeah, if you haven't uh, yet, make sure you go back and listen to uh, uh, the Richard Ojeda episode. Uh, follow him on uh, Twitter and Facebook. Uh, send him thank yous for, uh, for coming on the show. Uh, and, uh, uh, yeah, let him know that, uh, that you also endorse him for vice president. <laughs> I mean, he just spent a week with, uh, Yang. Maybe Yang is like already kind of feeling him out for it. I wouldn't be surprised at all. I mean, it, it is a really, really interesting choice. The more, the more I think about it, the more, I, well, even just after that conversation we just had, right. He's so, so intense. and so fired up that like, I am now like legitimately like, I want to fucking go phone banking. I'm, I haven't done that yet. Let's go text. I want to like start screaming at people on the internet. Wait, I do that anyway. Well, and and what, it's interesting because he's actually quite lefty, but he, but like he's popular with conservatives. He won the poll in my conservatives group for who they thought would be the best choice for Yang's VP. Right. I think it's because of his military service and I think people just respect him, you know, and, yeah. and, uh, and, and he could totally just be the attack dog. <laughs> yeah. hundred percent. So why, yeah. Why do you, why do you think so the military service, you think that's, that's it? Like it's just sort of, he sounds like what you would sort of think a, a sort of an archetype of a Republican, the way that people used to think about it might sound like the other, the other uh, top choice was uh, Dan Crenshaw. So Fuck, fuck you, Dan Crenshaw. That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> Dan Crenshaw's a piece of shit. Anyway, They'd both anyway. Be an excellent VP choice. Woo! Nope. Hard no. Dan Crenshaw would be, he would be a ridiculous choice. Um, anyway, we are actually going to talk about algorithmic trading and modern time banking and timing of payments for small businesses because this is a policy episode. You didn't know that. Now you do. This is actually, it's actually probably in the title. You probably did know that. This is a policy episode that... Uh, Yep, it's happening. So uh, I guess well, I just have them. I'll just do them as a uh, as I found them. So algorithmic trading and fraud. Uh, I am going to have a little bit to say about this. Uh, the way that trading algorithms currently operate makes it ex. ex-, ex- <clears throat> Horse. Easy for you to say. <laughs> Apparently. I just fell flat on my face. Uh, anyway, so uh, the way that trading algorithms currently operate makes it exceptionally difficult to find instances of impropriety. The combat to uh, this and make sure that everyone is operating cleanly. We must empower the Commodity Futures Trading Commission, CFTC, to investigate any trades that consistently make money regardless of market movements. We must also enlist the network of veteran traders to police the market, offering them bounties on finding illegal activity. I like this. This is the tip of the iceberg of the problem that algorithmic trading is. They do thousands of trades a second. They're literally creating pipes and buying buildings up next to the large exchanges 
so that they have milliseconds with which to trade in advance of trading orders that could be spotted elsewhere. This is literal theft that is technically legal right now because they have faster computers. They're taking literally like, if not hundreds of billions over the last few years, trillions of dollars out of the market that are causing no benefit whatsoever to, to liquidity in the markets. They're just stealing money from people that have slower computers than them and it's legal. It's fucked up. That's all I have to say about that. Uh, anyway, so uh, from his book, uh, investing in the market with computer-generated algorithms has become a game of identifying tiny market inefficiencies and wringing them of value at the expense of other investors in the public. There's no real value being generated, and it increases the cost for retirees, pension funds, and businesses trying to manage their risks. We need to start enforcing trading rules in a technologically sophisticated way. Uh, so Yang just said what I said, but much, much better. Yeah. <laughs> that, okay, that's great. I like that he pointed out that, I mean, yes, if you're, if you're just making like half a penny here and half a penny there by taking advantage of this or that, like little um, inefficiency in the system, that is not productive. That's not, you know, the, the reason you want people buying into the stock market is because it's putting their capital to work and, right. and producing something. Right. Yeah, that's the idea. Are just they're just like they're just leeching off the system, right? Yep. So that's that's interesting. So Yang's Yang's um he's not saying that we should just outlaw algorithmic trading altogether. He's saying we need to like be aware of the fact this is going on and um and 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 make sure like set some ground rules because right now again it's the wild west. Yeah, it, it, that's. It. I think that would have the and he basically so as president Andy Yang will provide the CFTC with enough funding to properly investigate any suspicious trades algorithms, uh, create a new team to find financial crime and bring the perpetrators to justice. So like, that's like on this topic, it is the least that can be done, but of any of the candidates that are out there, um, you know, he's really the only one talking about it in this way. Uh, I would like to give uh, Bernie a shout out because he talks about uh, uh, paying for free college uh, literally just by taxing these transactions, uh, which I think is a really, really good idea. Right, you can at least throttle this kind of uh, a predatory market uh, to the point where it can actually start doing some uh, doing some good. Right, I think it, there's there's no reason why you wouldn't, and it would actually have the the net effect. You know, there, there was a flash crash uh, a few years back where the market like dropped by like two thousand points or some ridiculous thing in a few seconds, and it was because one of these algorithmic trading uh, uh, pieces of software spotted that on Twitter there somebody had made a tweet that there was a bomb in the White House. Oh, Lord. Yep. And so that one literally snapped, made a decision without any human being be part of it, sold everything. But then that was enough because of the way that the, the, these automated uh, uh, trading bots look for positions in the market where, where you have to basically sell to remove the risk on your, uh, uh, on your, on your thing. And they basically just everything sold in five minutes. Nobody had any idea what was going on. And because those same things then spotted a buying opportunity, they bought it all back up. But here's the thing people that are holding 401ks, all of them lost. Like they, they all had like massive net losses while, and it, this is again, this is something I scream about with wall street all the time. The same people that hold your 401k, they have an office right across the fucking alley where they're going to short your 401k into the ground. They do not give a fuck. They're literally going to take money from you while telling you that they're trying to make money for you. It drives me completely bananas. Anyway, either way, that is a, a, a fantastic uh, uh, start to uh to start looking into uh, into that kind of thing at least it'll give it a little bit more visibility too right right well and it really does speak to the i i, I i've said this a couple of times but it's true i mean like in the 21st century 
we can't have we can't have a situation where the other front runners are all like 70 years old right yeah. i mean we need people who understand the way that modern economies work we need a younger person um if it's a 70 year old then it needs to be like a tech genius 70 year old not just you know any old i mean like trump, trump is just like the embarrassing cranky old uncle that nobody wants to talk to at thanksgiving that is not the kind of senile um <laughs> person we want in the white house right well and even like the the, the you know bernie sanders who hopefully he's doing better now health-wise we just found out that, that he just had to go to the hospital but like i see him as like a really really well-intentioned grandfather that still has a fucking rotary phone you know what I mean? Like that, like it, he's it, still fight. He's still fighting the old, like left, the old school left wing battles of like the 1920s. <laughs> right? Like honestly, like the, the policy prescriptions, I think were they're they're what would have worked in the 90s to actually start, you know, moving things in a direction that I would like it to go. Like we can disagree about that, but like that, that and that's that's something that I sort of see in, in Warren as well. Like they're they're yeah. not they're not operating on the battlefield the way it is. Yeah, you're just trying to save me from myself so I don't sound like a complete ageist asshole. But I'm just being honest. Like, no, we, we need I, people who yeah. are, I mean, the world is changing really fast. Yes, Every year, yes. it's, there's new technology being invented that is completely reshaping society. And we, ha- we, we, and we keep electing people who are decades behind to Man. run our country. It's not a good idea. No, it's really not. So you guys know I'm, I'm into cryptocurrency. Go to shipple.io. It's freaking hilarious. It's all a big joke. But I made my own. It's fucking funny. But I'm in that space, right? Like I, I, I think about that and, and learn about that uh, all the time. And what, they had hearings uh, in Congress around trying to get around cryptocurrency regulations, which we've actually, uh, I think we just uh, uh, covered Yang's uh, policies on that. They're very, very good. No one is surprised. Um, they had no idea about anything. Same thing when they do the whole, the whole social media thing, right? They have absolutely no idea how Facebook works. They have absolutely no idea what cryptocurrency is anyway. And, you know, the, and it leads to the same kind of thinking that allows somebody who is as smart as Warren, who created the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, has been fighting really, really amazing fights for a really, really long time, especially around Washington and around lending and all this other shit, has no idea that automation is a problem. Like that... That freaks me out, right? Like that, to your point, like we need people that are going to be able to, and every single one of Yang's policies, every, every Yang policy episode that we've ever done, there's that through point where I actually understand the problem and here's some really smart ways to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he's like, and he's in their pro-market ways of dealing with it, right? Yep. And they're, they're not big sledgehammer of authoritarianism fixing the, fixing the problem. They are like, let's just help regular people um, rebuild their economies from the bottom up solutions. Yeah. Well, speaking of which modern time banking, uh, which uh, when, when we, when I first read about modern time banking, uh, my, my buddy Dino actually uh, sent it to me and said, does this sound familiar? And it really, really does. Um, modern time banking was made for blockchain um, and it's essentially a way to create a purpose built programmable sub economy. Uh, so let me read through this and hopefully, you know, that'll make more sense. Well, it will make more sense because when Yang explained things, it, it, it makes more sense than what I do because he's good at this shit. So uh, volunteering at a local community center, mentoring an at-risk youth, starting a book club, helping your friend recover from drug addiction. There are many actions that create positive social utility that are currently uncompensated. Enter modern time banking. Volunteer activity and community engagement would be tracked by an app and seeded initially by the government. That's an initial coin offering. Uh, After that, local administrators would oversee the program. You could earn time banking points through 
uh, volunteering at a local shelter, participating in a town fair, uh, coaching Little League, fixing a neighbor's appliance, working with those recovering from the opiate addiction, uh, tutoring a local student, uh, and a range of other activities that make your community stronger. We've seen the power of these award systems to drive behavior through online communities, free sandwich punch cards and special status, uh, example, Yelp Elite, Foursquare Mares, uh, et cetera. Um, and again, like understanding the latest in behavioral science as it pertains to uh, currently you know, uh, uh, functioning apps is happening. So signing up for an account would allow you to track your running tally along with an unspent total. As noted above, you could offer time banking points to a neighbor for watering your plants or take your mail in while you're away. Uh, but there could also be specific promotions where you could trade in your points for special experiences, such as tickets to a local ball game or meeting with a government or civic leader. So a uh, quote from the book, there are many things that we want to see happen as a society that the market doesn't recognize or reward. We need to create a new way of both measuring and rewarding positive behaviors uh, that spurs people to give to and ask more of their neighbors. We could create an entire parallel economy around social good that spurs incredible levels of activity and reconstitutes the fabric of our society. I, just, I love how this guy thinks. So as president, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll do these one at a time here, uh, Andrew Yang will create a new time banking app to track points awarded and traded for helping your community and neighbors. <clears throat> yeah, I, we, we talked about this uh, many, many, many episodes ago. We, we didn't officially read through the policy, but I think you just brought it up Okay. in a broader conversation about about yang's plans right um yeah no this is a really good good idea i mean basically we have uh like uh you know barter trade systems um various like organizations out there right now that have been doing that for a long time this is just a more technologically advanced way of doing it and unlike a lot of the um, barter companies which take like 20 percent tax and they <laughs> they tax it in cash right like u.s dollars um, you know, this could be just straight trade without anybody profiting from it other than the people who are doing the trading themselves. Right. Right. Um, <clears throat> so empower local communities to define what activities they'd like to promote through the use of their time banking points. So this, this to me is, is where the special sauce starts laying down, right? Different communities are going to have different priorities and it, it, it is actually effectively a, a cash infusion because it can operate in some uh, similar ways into local economies to do very specific things that are actually engaging humans. Uh, and, you know, in our conversation with Richard Ojeda, we were talking about those kinds of things that can actually start engaging people, you know, into civic life, into, you know, the, 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 the democratic process or whatever. And I really feel like this would be yet another thing where it, it is elevating the trust and connection with our government. Right. We talk about this all the time. I don't think it could be spoken of enough, especially considering there's an authoritarian dumpster fire going on in Washington right now. The reason why people are moving towards authoritarianism is because they don't see democracy working for them. Right? You know, it's really remarkable, too. I mean, it's, a, it's such a stupid thing to do because, OK, so think about this. They're saying the government isn't responsive enough to me. Right. So the solution to that is to make it so that it's, it has zero responsiveness right so like let's make it let's let's dial down the responsiveness so that now the government doesn't have to listen to the people at all by creating a dictatorship that'll solve the problem but trump is gonna trump is gonna bring coal back dude he said it he said that already yeah no people who believe that don't deserve democracy it's I, like too good I, for them that's really what it boils down to right you get the government you deserve uh america fucking buck up man <laughs> like seriously <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, um, 
Oh, so uh, as president, Andrew Yang will also donate all my points to the top earning high school students in each state. He's fucking adorable. Like, come on, man. <laughs> anyway, and you know, maybe I think the reason why I'm kind of reacting like this today is you know, we've been following all the crazy impeachment news and Trump's a fucking lunatic and like you've been following him really closely as well. And, and uh, you know, for my other show, I'm constantly reading this idiot's tweets and, and really dealing with what happens when somebody talks about a fucking coup as the president of the United States. And then you read through the comments and it's just, you know, Google stochastic terrorism. That's what he's doing. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it's, 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 it's literally, <clears throat> we're losing the democracy to an authoritarian dictator in real time. He's yeah, taking no. over, you know, like it, it, and then, and then to have this, situation where somebody as smart and dedicated as Andrew Yang and, and honestly like I see while I you know I think their their ideas are like literally 10% at best as good as Andrew Yang's the rest of the democratic uh, uh, field is more or less you know they're 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 appealing to the actual rule of law they're appealing to the mm-hmm. the, the the just the core idea of what an American democratic republic was supposed to be like right such a huge difference but then even just something as simple as like I'm going to donate all my points to the top earning high school students in each state while also having an amazing idea. Also, I had a, another 150 amazing ideas. Probably come up with some more tomorrow. I don't fucking know. But it just, it's literally, Yang is, never mind that he's an Asian guy who likes math. He is the bipolar opposite of Donald Trump in every single way, right? He's young and he actually knows what's going on. He actually thinks the Constitution is something we should probably keep. Um, is an actual, you know, capitalist and not just some fucking raging psychotic. He's not psychotic. intentionally trying to incite civil war. Yes. Yeah. No, yes. I mean, like, so, the, but, 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 so when I've heard, I've actually heard well-meaning people say, like, oh, I don't think you could really say that Trump is trying to do that. Like, you could see the outcome in real time. You just pointed yep. out that go read the comments. If you doubt that Trump's statements are inciting violence, just go read the comments on every video where it's he dark. does it. And the comments are, yeah, I'm going to get my gun and shoot all those liberals. Like, and you know, like even if only one out of a hundred of the people writing them is serious, that is terrifying. Because there are tens of thousands of comments like that all over the internet. You can see in real time, Trump is inciting violence and people are responding violently. The El Paso shooting. The guy's manifesto was a fucking Trump speech. Right? Like, it, like, we have to stop the invasion at the southern border. So he walks into a Walmart where there's a bunch of you know, people that have actually even come up from Mexico in a couple of cases to shop at a Walmart because there's the inter-border trade. Mm-hmm. And just starts shooting every brown person he could find. Like, it's not, this isn't happening in the future. It's happening right now. And, it's, and it has the capacity to flame into something so dramatically, insanely worse that People need to fucking figure it out like that. Yeah, no, I mean, when Trump loses re-election, he is going to say that it was a rigged thing and he is going to intentionally try to incite a civil war. Yeah, and I'm telling you right now. I don't think that'll happen, by the way, but I think there will be a lot of violence and a lot of crime. There, and there it'll could be his be. damn fault. 100%. And every single Republican who has been enabling this so far, if you don't speak out against this, and I mean, honestly, you should be doing it now. It's fucking insane that you're not. Then, I mean, honestly, like history will remember you as the people that fucked this shit up, right? Like, man, we had a good run, couple hundred, couple 300 years, right? One of the longest running democracies in the history of the world. But you fucking lost it 
because you wanted more money from fucking big pharma and daddy Trump was going to give your rich donors a fucking tax break. Good job. You literally murdered America. Yeah. And every single one of the regular voters who believe Trump's lies and continue to believe Trump's lies are yes. also responsible for that. To, yeah. To, to, and we've brought this up in actually a couple times in the recording sessions the last few days, bringing up that personal responsibility. You know, yes, there are major systemic problems that need to get fixed, but yeah, however we can engender more of that, we're going to have to do. And, and honestly, like this is, this is the way to do it, right? You can't, you can't yell at people like, Hey, be more responsible for how fucking stupid you are. I've tried. That doesn't work. As it turns out, they get really upset when you do that. But <laughs> just, just in case you were wondering, that's how that ends up working out. Um, but time banking, just this modern time banking thing. Yeah. Suddenly you're talking to your neighbors. That's what this whole thing's about, right? Yeah. It's about, it's well, about engaging also, in civic life. Means, it also means that, you know, worst case scenario, if we do have a future where there's a lot of people who are unemployable, which I think is very likely. Right. Um, it means that they'll have their dividends and they will be able to trade with each other, right? So what that does is it means without having to without having to tax the middle class without having to take the money from someplace else right they're just they're going to be able to live a far higher quality of life than the dividend alone could afford them because they're going to be able to trade in a way that costs them nothing other than their own time and effort for most of the things that they need um and that's that's that would be a, a beautiful thing yeah um yeah, and it's something that everybody everybody can benefit from, not just poor people. I mean, like every everybody, you know, a penny saved is a penny earned, as they as they say, right? So, yeah. like, if you're if you're even if you're upper middle class, if you can trade for something, that's always better than paying for it because then you've got more money to invest. Yeah. Uh, so the last one is set time banking points uh, prizes for a visit to the White House and a meeting with me and or fun civic minded local celebrities. Just because, fucking, yay. <laughs> It's just like, that's just good shit. All right. So uh, the last one on this is timing of payments for small business. Uh, I haven't, we haven't read this one yet. I don't have any clue what this means. So we're just going to go through it and see what happens. Uh, Small businesses are often surviving month to month, especially in their early years. They can't afford to have a payment delayed or go through a lengthy litigation process to collect on a contract. Uh, They are also often in a position where they are trying to build relationships with bigger clients. Big corporations, on the other hand, often play fast and loose with timing of payments because they know that the small business generally cannot resort to legal recourse. Big companies also have in-house legal counsel or lawyers on retainer in case there is a dispute. Uh, We should not be allowing big corporations to force small businesses to act as unofficial credit lines because of a difference in bargaining power. Amen. In some cases, it is uh, literally the difference between staying in business and going out of business for the small shop. We need to ensure that all businesses are playing uh, fair so that our small business communities can thrive. Uh, so a quote from the book, I've run a small business that has been stuck waiting forever for a giant client to get around to paying. They know you can't really do anything about it. We should do what we can to ensure the big businesses don't use small businesses as an unofficial credit line. Uh, it would also be better for the growth of small businesses over time. So as president, Andrew Yang will work with Congress to pass a law requiring any company with more than 1,000 employees or $50 million in annual revenue, if fulfillment is not in dispute, to pay any invoice from a company with less than $5 million in revenue or fewer than 100 employees within 60 days of the date agreed upon, or pay a rate of 7% annualized interest per month on the overdue payment, which will continue during any period of litigation if the small business is successful in proving its claim. Uh, Rio? I, that's just a smart solution. I mean, right? that's interesting because I mean, 
I guess I was aware that that was a theoretical possibility. I was not aware that that was a problem or that corporations were cynically intentionally delaying payments just to use small, small, small businesses as an unofficial line of credit. Oh, by the way, a zero interest line of credit. But of course they are because they're, ugh, that's horrible. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I love how pro small business Yang is. He is he's the most pro small business candidate for president in my lifetime. Uh, out of all the Republicans and all the Democrats who have ever run, uh, he is just so pro small business, and it's not a talking point for him. You can really tell that he understands that the lifeblood of Amer- the American economies, especially local economies, are small businesses. Yep. Yeah, and you know wants yeah. to actively dig in and small solve real uh, uh, problems for them, which like <laughs> talk to like any any politician. Right, like they're they're just they're not talking about these granular things that will have a massive outsized effects on uh, on uh, on the economy and on equity and fairness. Like, just you know, he's got actual real ideas. So there's yet another policy episode. <laughs> uh, I got to uh, wax philosophical for for a little bit. Yeah. You know, thanks for that. So I'm, Saving I'm, America one policy at a time, Andrew. Yeah. Fuck, fucking a. Yeah. You know, yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm feeling it today, man. Like this this fight is real. Like it it yeah. really is, and you know. No matter what, I'm so freaking proud of everything that, that, that Yang has done because the Democratic Party will sound way more like this. And I think that will only increase moving forward no matter what happens with this primary. I hope so. We'll see. It, it already, I, I it's, already, it's already happening. It's not, I, and, and, I'm, but, I, I'm still wor- I'm worried that, that Yang is too good for, for Democrats. <laughs> I mean, uh, fuck you, number one. Uh, and, uh, uh, but yeah, I mean, like, it, these, these policies are all, you know, they're advanced and the tribalism in either party. You could say like he run as a Republican and win. Honestly, Republicans are all fucking stupid. Like they will literally vote against their own best interest. Every chance they get, right. Mm, You are either as a Republican, you are either rich or just completely stupid. I, the basis of both parties are not anything to be proud of. I think what we could do is we could create either via the Republican party or the democratic party. We could create a new coalition of sane, reasonable people who aren't extremist fanatics and morons. Um, because there aren't enough sane, reasonable people who aren't extremist fanatic morons to win when we're split up. We need to come together. We need reasonable people on the center right and reasonable people on the center left to come together and, and, and come up with solutions like Yang is proposing that thread the needle that accomplish the goals of both sides. Because if we don't do that, whenever we fail to do that, then the extremes just win. Well, and, and nothing happens anyway, right? Like, like Well, no, they, or, or worse than nothing happens, something bad happens. Well, I mean, Trump is president. That's uh... yeah, exactly. Like, every everybody who hates the status quo needs to ask themselves a serious question, which is, do you hate it more than something that's a million times worse than the status quo? Because that's often the alternative. <laughs> well, like obviously, we it's it's not always a binary situation, but yeah, I mean, that's well, and this is the thing. This is the stated goal of this show moving forward. You know, uh, pun intended, is that these policies are sort of a framework. And a value set. They, yeah. we, we talked about this in our values episode. They really do. Like all the values that we talk about, you could see them percolating through every single one of these, uh, one of these uh, policies. Yeah. And it, it really allows us to get people in Congress that are part of this voting block. Like we're creating this as a voting block now, right? Like the, the mm-hmm. idiots had the Tea Party. I'm sorry I keep calling them idiots, but I mean, come on. Like that, they weren't super bright. Um, but it, like, it, it allows us, no matter what happens in this primary, to keep, keep this ball moving forward and pressure whoever the Democratic nominee is. Like, why aren't you for UBI is a question that they're going to get asked over and over and over now. 
right? That that this cat is out of the bag now, right? Yeah, no, I I think I think he's definitely made UBI more popular. That's undeniable. Oh, oh yeah, unquestionably, yeah. right? Um, and it is a good policy. Um, so. I don't know. I mean, he's at what seven percent now. He's in like fourth place. Yep. Um, but I'm a little concerned because he needs to win, like the he needs to get at least third place in the first couple of states. And I so agree. I, I know we still have a while a ways out, but like yep. people need to like phone bank and they need to like hit the pavement and knock on doors to make that happen. Yeah, I know we've talked about this before. If you're listening to this, if you're if you're in the Facebook uh, Movie Board group. Um, hit us up if we haven't created a day of action to do the texting thing yet. So I think that that's something that, that uh, uh, has been showing an outsized level of success and something that anyone can do. Uh, you know, even if you don't like phone banking, although they do that as well, like we, we need to start uh, uh, motivating and mobilizing our community to start actually doing this yeah. kind of work. In, and in, giving and lots think, of money to Yang because it's going to be expensive because he, needs to, he yes. needs to pay people like on the ground in the early states. He needs yep. to run ads on television. Yeah, the 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 Iowa New Hampshire ground game has to be just toit, toit. That's an, a technical term. So yeah, he needs to he needs to get out ahead of either Biden, Sanders, or Warren. If he beats any one of those three people in both of those states, then he becomes a real contender. If he doesn't do that, then the media will ignore him. Well, and and to your point, I've heard a bunch of people and i mean even even a lot of people in my sphere you know that sort of watch hashtag coffee they might like uh warren they might like bernie or whatever uh none of them like biden just for the record uh or at least they won't admit it anywhere near me <laughs> um which is fair but like, it, to, like becoming a credible candidate is a clutch point it really really is because there 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 are people that i know who are now um even working on the warren campaign that i think if Yang were sort of an establishment Democrat. If he'd been around longer, if it looked like, you know, he was top two, top three or whatever, I, I wonder if that would affect their calculus. Um, so it certainly would. Yeah. Right. So, so having that, you know, if we, if we place third in either Iowa or New Hampshire, it'd be better if we did both. Yeah. Suddenly you, you can't ignore them. That's like, that's the Bernie moment in 2015 where nobody was going to talk about Bernie and then he won one and everyone was like, what the fuck? And then now we had to talk about Bernie and they right. still tried not to. Right. So it, it, it really will change the, the, the calculus and give us momentum going into the first early states. And then once we get to, to, to California, where suddenly, you know, Kamala Harris is losing to Andrew Yang in California. Like th- there's enough weirdness in the race that uh, that things yeah, could, in get, her home could get very interesting. <laughs> right. And I'll say like just and rampant speculation time for fun. <laughs> right. Um, Bernie's not doing good. He could drop out. We have no idea what that's going to do to the race. Sure. You know, we were, we were, uh, Biden uh, may have to drop out too due to that's um, exactly political intrigue. Yeah. This mess, like, I, I, in the pool that I made up in my head, had Biden of the top three leaving first because this is just, you know, at some point, establishment Democrats or even like donors have to be like, hey, 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 dude, How, like we, what do you we think did it this would before. Look like, like it, what do you think it would look like if, it, if, let's say that Biden and Sanders both drop out, which is, we, I don't even want to say what the odds of that are. But yeah. If that were to happen, what do we think like a Warren versus Yang run would it's, look like? It's it's interesting. Um yeah. and I think you know, my calculus around create a coalition ticket would actually potentially change around that as well. The number that I would go to is that Yang right now beats Trump by ten points. Mm-hmm. And in some polls, Warren's losing. Yeah, no, that's like, as that's true. as candidates so that if, I love, if it, like if it was just him and her as the two front runners, he would be crazy not to point that out. 
he would have I mean, to. I know it's not a nice thing to say, but no, also not, you but like, win, right? Like, <laughs> right. Like, you know, do I like the fact that women are treated differently in this country? No. Do I want that to change? Absolutely. Right. Like I've been screaming for a woman to be president just as a fuck you because Trump won for a long time, but I can't morally or ethically pass up the chance to get UBI for all of the little towns here in uh, Pasco County and all the little towns in West Virginia, because I want a girl to be a president, even though I really fucking do. Right. It's just that, that, we can't make that call that way. And here's the thing, like there's enough misogynist. I mean, Yang could just start identifying as a woman. For fuck's sake. Dude, Matt Pearson's like literally fucking I mean, that would losing probably, his the, shit right now. The kinds of people who vote based on that probably would, would have, well, they'd have to respect it. <laughs> I, I'm not. Nope. Denied. <laughs> You're not going I'm there. Not, I'm not. Nope. <laughs> going there. Okay. Okay. Uh-uh. uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> no. All right. All right. Okay. <laughs> oh man. Um, Andrew Yang is our taco. And if your uh, if your pee sounds like you're pouring coffee out of a French press, get that shit checked out by a doctor. Just there you go. Unsolicited life and health advice by the Moving Forward podcast. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening to the Moving Forward podcast. Uh, we are so excited to be bringing this to you, and we're so excited about the uh, the awesome community, the Yang Gang that's growing up around the candidacy uh, of Andrew Yang. Uh, if you could please tag us on Twitter with the hashtag Moving Forward Pod and uh, find and join the Moving Forward podcast uh, group on Facebook. Thanks, and we'll see you next time.